You are now listening to the Fat Fix Podcast with David Flowers, a show talking about all things fat loss and health for the general population. Helping people understand why they are in the position they're in right now, rather than just focusing on what they need to do. Your no-nonsense personal trainer friend that you can have access to in your pocket whenever you need some help, guidance or just to kick up the arse. Hello and welcome to the Fat Fix podcast for episode number 33. Today I was joined by Katie St. Clair, who is a strength and conditioning coach from Charleston, SC in the US. She's been training the general population and athletes now for over 20 years. In this episode, we discussed female fitness influencers who provide little advice or value, marketing giants that target women with ridiculous equipment and workouts focused solely on what they look like and not how well they can move or perform. Katie is extremely passionate about promoting the role of females in the fitness industry and hopes to empower as many women as possible. She has recently created the Female Fitness Alliance and hopes to create a community of health and fitness professionals who want to elevate the industry and ultimately elevate women's role within the industry. So without further ado, this is episode number 33 of the Fat Fit Podcast, Elevating Females in Fitness, featuring Katie St. Clair. Hi Katie, welcome to the Fat Fix Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Just before we get on the way, I just want you to give the listeners a little bit of a rundown on who you are and what you do and just a little bit of a background about yourself, really, how you got into the industry. Sure, sure. So um, I won't go all the way back because I've been training for 20 years, so that would probably bore your listeners. (laughs) But um, I am a strength coach. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, I have my own in-person business that is currently a little bit on hold and (laughs) um, we are now transitioning online during this time Um, and then I also have an online business where I coach other trainers and I do programming one-on-one for um, mainly trainers or um, higher level lifters I guess and um, then I also have a mentorship that I run as well well um, right now to help trainers get online and know how to run their sessions um, well so they can serve all the people that they're trying to help at this time um, and get them up and running despite what's going on. So um, I started out as um, a student athletic trainer and then I kind of went the nutrition route and got a degree in nutrition and then switched gears because I didn't really love that and got my CSCS and became a strength coach and I've trained in all all different realms. I've done corporate wellness. I've done um, uh, managed group exercise programs. Um, So kind of a little bit of everything, but I've had my own business training for about 12 years. Wow. That's um, yeah. You've been, you've said you've been in the industry about 20 years. Did you, have you been, have you been coaching people that long? Yeah. uh, Maybe longer actually. I'm 41 and um, I started actually, co- I was a gymnast growing up and pretty intense into it. And um, I started coaching gymnastics when I was 16. So I was kind of doing that with the young kids. And then um, I was training by the time I was 18. So probably longer, but not from like a very serious perspective until after I graduated um, college and got my degree. 
Yeah, so you had a background in gymnastics and it was that what kind of led you down the route of wanting to be within the fitness industry and have a play an avid role in helping other people develop some form of kind of passion for joining something, for example, like whether that's a sport or that's training in, in general. Yeah. So for me, I was an athlete all around. I mean, gymnastics was a big part of it. But once I stopped that, I played four varsity sports in high school. I was just a very active child, um, always doing something crazy with my body. And I just loved movement. And when I went off to college, I didn't have that. I went on an academic scholarship and I didn't have um, any athletics in my life. And I became depressed, to be honest. And I wasn't exercising because I didn't think of exercise as like going to a gym. I thought of it as playing a sport mm -hmm. and it just wasn't there for me. And I didn't know how to transition that. And so when I went to university, I had to kind of start to make these big changes. And I'll never forget the day that my dad, he kind of like forced me. I was over the summer and he sat on the end of my bed and he said, let's get up, let's go running. And I just kept saying no. And then finally one day I went and I, just had this open realization. I was just running through the neighborhood and I was like, oh my gosh, like I, my brain feels different. I feel something that like a huge shift. And so from then on exercise for me became a, a, a huge emotional connection in my life and how I could stay mentally strong. Um, and so it's kind of always been that way since, even though I do a lot of like very specific sort of programming stuff. Um, the underlying thing that is the most benefit out of anything in my entire life is my um, mental health. So for what it's worth. <laughs> oh no, that's, that's a really good point. And we'll definitely go into your training principles and things like that. I'm, I'm sure as we go on through this podcast, and I think what you mentioned there about you exercise for the reasons being for mental health and, and not just that also, but your training down the line would have been from a performance perspective as well with your gymnastics and your background and I think a lot of people don't really have anything to train towards and it's and it's always about training for aesthetic reasons only and and, and obviously we're going to cover that in a bit more detail throughout this but I think that's where a lot of people really shoot themselves in the foot isn't it is that they they don't really have something that they're passionate about that they can train towards getting better at that certain thing yeah, absolutely. I think that's really hard. Um, you know, especially at a certain age for women, once we have babies and, um, our lives are really changed forever from that. Um, and so are men's that, I mean, I'm not taking that away. It's just the physical part of pregnancy and then having to recover and then having to get back to our normal schedule. And so part of what I think is important is that, we don't prioritize the wrong things in our training and we we can be excited about those changes in our body and the aesthetic things that are happening but if we make that our focus and our priority then i think we lose um we lose the mental aspect of it to be honest we lose the ability to associate movement with feeling better and being a better human and it starts to go into this kind of altered world that I don't believe is so healthy for our brains um, and our mental health. And so if we can focus on how well our body moves, how strong we can become, the better person we are for our spouse or for our kids. Um, and maybe if you're like me, I'm still doing athletic things and want to keep doing those things for as long as humanly possible. Then as a byproduct, I'll be happy with my body because I'm just healthy. 
and that's enough. I don't need to have the most perfectly shaped butt or the best <laughs> rib muscles. And that's fine if that's your goal. I just don't think it's going to provide you with um, a very happy, healthy mindset. Yeah, having some purpose behind what you're doing is, is definitely a, a massive thing. And I think as I've got older, I've definitely felt that way as well. I'm 31 now, 32 in August, but throughout my whole life, when I started training, it was very much the aesthetic standpoint and that was it. And now as I'm getting a little bit older, my training and my mentality has shifted towards just doing this for longevity. And I lift weights because I don't want to get to a certain age where I develop some osteoporosis or sarcopenia, diseases like that. I, I want to be fit and healthy. I go to bed at a set time and wake up at a set time because I want to not be a zombie for my clients and I want to be very aware and my work performance improves. And I basically now have that shift and I, I think it is getting people to push them towards that. And, and that's certainly something that I do with a lot of my clients when they come in and they say to me, my goal is weight loss. And obviously that's such a, such a broad, broad goal. And, and don't get me wrong. That's something that a lot of people come in and, and need and I can help them achieve that. And from a health perspective, that's what they, they need to achieve to live a longer life, but it's giving them something else that they can do and think about for, like you said, with the mental health, just playing with the grandkids for longer, whatever it may be, the ability to be able to pick up your kids without being in back pain or whatever. And the weight loss usually comes as a byproduct and they don't really detriment the mental health as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think what happens is people get kind of caught up because they get sold. They, there's big marketing companies, those big fitness influencers out there, and that is their primary goal. And they use their um, large audience to drive an idea or a concept that doesn't actually make sense or um, involve any sort of quality programming and looking at how human movement works. And then they kind of push these ideas using something that creates an emotional connection. So like, um, I wrote this post about booty bands the other day. So I've seen that. Yeah. Loads of, loads of people like losing their minds. <laughs> people just lose their minds when you talk about it. And, you know, just my thoughts on it and how it's really just like these large influencing companies or fitness influencers that have targeted women and said, if you do this, your butt will look like this. And so what happens is it's a pretty shitty way to um, develop the glutes because it's not really that helpful for anyone. Um, there are way better things we can be doing. Um, and then on top of it, they're creating an emotional connection to your image. And so if I say, well, this doesn't work or this doesn't make sense from a biomechanical perspective, I then hurt their ego and this emotional connection that somebody else has made for them. Somebody else chose to make that connection for them through advertising and false beliefs and false hopes. And then I say something and it's like, oh my God, I can't stand this. This is super annoying because like, why, why would she say that? I love this. It works so well. I can feel my glutes working. I can feel this happening, but it's, I think in large part, not just that you can feel it, you're a feeling it in the wrong way and B your, it hurts. It's hard to say this isn't working for me. I, I have to say that all the time. I 
come up with exercises and I'm like, well, that was dumb. Why did I create that? And it's my own ego not wanting to admit that I was wrong. And I think that's part of the problem is the emotional connection we're being sold and then having the, to say, this is not okay. And we're going to be okay with being wrong with that. And let's move forward and find something better. Yeah, there's a lot of bias. A lot of bias. No, there's a lot of bias. I, I seen I seen your post you made, and and you, you see a few people commenting on there and say things like, "Oh, it, well, it works for me." And I, I, that 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 comment it really it really bugs me in itself because like it's like when with diets when people push a certain diet on somebody and they say it works for me, and it's just like, what well, the, what just because it you how why did it work for you? There's so many. It's so complex how certain things can work for the individual and 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 yeah with, with these booty bands and things like that i i totally i totally agree it's it's selling it's selling an image isn't it and 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 you, you put on there which was quite funny on one of your other posts that you made it was like so men don't want to grow the butts that they're not is it always about women and and it is and it's just sold towards the females that they believe now they they have to have a big they have to have a big bone. They have to look like somebody, somebody they follow on Instagram. And the only way that they can do that is by buying these booty bands. And unfortunately, the general population who do not really understand training to the degree of what myself and you do, they are led down this path of, of, of this kind of really negative body image accessories that they're being sold when in theory it's genetics that's got half of these girls promoting this band right. to actually sell the band just because mummy and daddy have been they've been very lucky mummy and daddy have got good genetics and therefore they look the way they do because of that and it's not because of the band that they've been they've been doing booty kickbacks or leg raises with it's it's certainly not the case yeah and i think just like anything in the world, if you were to go Google that and you just type in, I literally did when I was writing that, booty bands. There were <laughs> hundreds of pictures of women. There was no men on the page. I mean, it was, it was insane. And it's like, well, this alone should be enough for you to question the authority mm. and be okay with being a strong woman saying, wait a second, what is this about, you know? And I just want to see that the real information, the quality biomechanical information comes available and marketed towards women. And I don't think it has to be all sexy. I think women appreciate educated information. And I believe that it's not because women don't want the educated information, don't want the better quality workouts um, it, it, with real programming. It's that that's not what they see. I only have 5,000 followers. The, you know, uh, I'm not going to call out any names, but somebody out there that has no programming issues or no programming at all into consideration and they literally just showing their body and look like completely ripped and perfect in all of their movements and doesn't sweat with full makeup might have 2 million followers, mm -hmm. even though what the information that they're giving out is not real. It's not, it's mm -hmm. not backed in any sort of science or physics or anything and potentially could hurt people. Yeah. There's, there's, there's just workouts is not education, especially how they're shown that they're always just, it's just a workout and that's it. And obviously 
recently with all the home workouts going around, which again, you know, good, good and bad of both sides. It's good that there's coaches sharing home workouts and giving some real advice to people what they can be doing at home um, with them not having access to the gym and how they can kind of maintain or at least preserve some degree of muscle and fitness during this time. That's great. Um, but it's, it's the clickbait. I think the other day, I seen a workout of somebody tagged me in it because they know it would have really wound me up seeing it. It was some an influencer. She was doing a workout with a pan. <laughs> did you did you see that? No. Oh, I'll, I'll I don't try follow and, anybody, so I, I never see anything. But <laughs> I, I I literally don't follow them neither. It was just somebody tagged me in it. Um, they must have seen it on their Instagram time feed. And no, she's being creative, and I it's it, it was like a. a like cooking pan? A cooking pan. Like, <laughs> seriously, I'll, I'll find it and I'll tag you in it. Um, she was, she was doing. It was, it was obviously some fitspo on there. And I ended up, you know, when you end up going, I went on the profile of the the fitspo. It was I can't even remember the name. And she the she has a home gym in her house, and so she's lucky enough to have this home gym. And I'm thinking to myself, you have this home gym, like why, why are you training with pans? Just keep putting trick. Put some training content she was doing she was doing like pan kettlebell swings <laughs> that's so good i love it <laughs> the, 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 the best one that i've seen she was doing pan external rotations <laughs> and i'm just thinking like this is mental and and it had like two million views on it and it had loads of loads um, of people i was looking through the comments and there was people there was people going oh we need to try this and tagging the friends and i'm like wow like really this yeah. is this is what we're up against. That I was just going to say, you just uh, highlighted how much work I have ahead of me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In my mission. Um, but that's okay. I just can make as big a dent as I can and uh, hopefully uh, change some, some minds because any mind that gets changes, it's amazing, you know? I've mentioned in off the call before, my girlfriend, she's a personal trainer herself and she always kind of feels this pressure to kind of post something on social media or in, and if she doesn't she, she feels like oh I'm not giving some content out there and, and she did I admitted she said it's because of the so much noise in on social media where she doesn't necessarily know how to kind of market herself and I remember saying to her just put your information out there put your relevant information which is true out there for people to see and and I think she's probably felt pressured of what all these other fitspoles and are putting on social media and and kind of being feels like she needs to live about act a certain way when being a female personal trainer when it's certainly not the case even though uh, her values and what she believes in she doesn't doesn't believe in all that anyway but she still feels to some degree a part of her needs to act a certain way like all, everyone else does to basically get a message across which is quite sad really that girls especially and girls in the fitness industry are feeling that way yeah it's actually um the way it's funny you just brought that up but um in the female fitness alliance thing that we started um which i know she signed up for so i'm so excited for that <laughs> yes, um yes. i might i'm writing my presentation to kind of kick the whole thing off. And I talk a lot about the inner voice and how to find your inner voice and listen to what it's saying and basically alter what you hear and the message that you're telling yourself that 
is influenced by all of the, the junk out there. Mm. And then use that to drive every single decision and every single thing you say to someone else online or to your clients in person. And just knowing yourself enough that you come from a place of, I don't care anymore. I, I am doing this for myself. I'm doing it for my family. I'm doing it for my clients. I'm doing it for the trainers that I hope to educate and work with. Um, and so every single piece of content that I put out there, I want it to have some value or meaning, which I think is what she's saying. And I don't care if it has one like or a hundred likes. Mm. If it's a question that the client asked me, then that's a great thing to put out there because it's a living human being that I work with that had a question and here's how I answered it. And let's talk about that or if it's an exercise strategy or, but I, I try to purposefully not put myself in a situation where it's about what I look like. Mm. So almost all the time, you, you could probably scroll through my entire Instagram and not find anything about what I look like. I don't really care. I don't care mm. what anybody else thinks about what I look like. Well, maybe my husband, but <laughs> <laughs> You know, I still like to keep him happy, but I mean, for the most part, like it doesn't matter to me. I, yeah. And I just think, I don't know when that changed. Well, I do know when it changed for me, it was um, after the birth of my son and I had a very difficult time with pregnancy. And I think there was just this thing in me that I had recovered from such a traumatic event in my life. And then I had this baby boy and I was thinking like, what do I want him to grow up and see? Like, what do I want him to think about his mom? And I always did the program in that way, and I, but I wasn't online and I didn't do anything until just a couple years ago. But I got on and I was like, wow, this is horrible. <laughs> this is not right. You know, I'm old to be online. That's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> like there's all these young people. But I think as women, it's even more detrimental because when you do that, it's fine. Like if you want to show off your physique, great, but just make sure you're backing it up with science and real programming. I don't mind that at all. Like, but if your whole post is about, if you do this, you're going to get ripped. And if you do, you know, I mean, I've seen some stuff where if I tried to do that workout, I would be in so much pain the next day because of the number of reps, how crazy hypertrophy based it is and just like no rest and recovery and then going and going and going and it just it makes no sense and so my point I guess in saying that is just to the more women like her with quality programming and good trained values and wanting to help people that post the better like I love it every single time I see one of my trainers from power performance posts. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. Like every single thing you put, it doesn't have to be the greatest thing in the world, but it's way better than the nonsense. Yeah, definitely. I, th I think with you mentioning the Female Fitness Alliance, um, Katie, it'd be good to just go into a little bit more of why you created that. And I think from there we can, we'll obviously have open up a lot of discussion around, around that. And we can definitely go down the line of what type of training people should look to look to do um, from a, from a performance standpoint and just not just it all being about the way they look, but also about the way they move. I know that's quite a big passion of yours is helping women move better. And you mentioned about when you had a kid, obviously I can't really sit here and understand that, but um, I, I, I really do understand from my 
experience training people when how much they are a different human being when they've when they've had a kid from how they think they should be training or what they want to do and the goals just kind of change massively like you it can be very much about aesthetics and then as soon as they have the child it's about it's about like longevity it's about feeling better it's about moving better it's about being healthy for the kid and and what i've seen from my experience when i've trained with a lot of females who have had a kid their training becomes so much better and their mindset towards health and fitness becomes like crazy good and i don't know don't know whether it's just the they've had the kid and the, the life's changed where they, they're not in this they're not potentially like in that single world anymore where they're going out partying and all those things and now they've got a family it's it's like it's really it's really nice to see if you just touch base on the female fitness alliance and why why you created it i know we've pretty much gone into a little bit about it but what are you hoping to get from it yeah thank you for asking about that um the basically i had been thinking about this for a while now maybe six months to a year and not necessarily exactly how it turned out but i just knew i wanted to create some sort of female um part of the industry that we could kind of support one another, a community of some sort. And so I made the decision um, end of last year to make my Empowered Performance just for women. And it wasn't necessarily, well, it was just going to be for women just for that one round. And then I was going to open it up to everyone. And it wasn't necessarily, the program is not just for women. It's, mm -hmm. it's hard programming. Like these girls are girls, women are getting up, you know, well, at the time I had to rewrite the whole thing for at home, but when they get back to the gym, they're getting up to, you know, 85% one RMs and all like their major lifts. They're using, um, complexes like plyometrics, um, followed by, or heavy lift followed by plyometrics. They're doing, uh, many high level programming things. Um, and so it's really for anyone and we know that you don't really have to train that different for men and women our bodies pretty much work the same except women we do have to take into account that we have a uterus and um obviously our pelvic floor is slightly different so we have to be aware of those things and then if you're postpartum you also have to think about that but overall we're capable of lifting heavy and doing really cool stuff in the gym um and so I, I went, I made that decision and I said, okay, empowered performance is going to be just women only because I want to give them a leg up. I've worked really hard to, um, learn and educate myself. And I, I read a ton and I've been to a ton of courses and I said, okay, if I'm going to make this seminar, which I was already writing, then you know what, this is my time. I'm going to give women the first chance. And I have actually, I think I have more men followers than I do women, but I wanted them to have the opportunity to get all this knowledge first. And I know that sounds kind of weird or like sexist, but it was just like, let's see what this community could feel like. And it's been amazing to have 40 female trainers all together, um, as a community online. And I want them to take my information and share it. I want them to use it treat it as their own and give it away and make their own programs with it. So then they can make their programs that trickle down to all the other women. I want it to keep going. And that's my hope. And so COVID happened, right? And I was actually on the phone with Kyle and James 
yeah. and doing the Rebel podcast. And we were talking about empowered performance. And at the end I said, yeah, I was thinking about opening up to men. What do you think? And they were like, no, don't. Your niche is women. It's so underserved. Like the way that you program for women is so needed. It's like the part of the industry that nobody can tap into and nobody's trying because it's hard and to get to get in and to like get people to think about this stuff. And so I think it was that night I woke up at like three in the morning and I was like, I got to do this. I, this is the time. Everybody's stuck at home. We're all miserable. <laughs> and let's create something that is exciting and and really inspires women now while we can. Um, and so that was kind of how it started. And I reached out to seven other women that I was inspired by and who I knew personally, and I trusted their values um, on the information that they put out there. And I asked them if they wanted to be a part of it. And they all said, yes. And that's how the whole alliance started. So, I mean, it's just an amazing group. I'm just beyond excited to listen to all the presentations and um, have everybody else out there listen to them. But even for myself, selfishly, I can't wait to learn from them as well. Yeah, it's for sure a, a missing part, I think, of the, the industry what, with what you're doing. Like, like we've touched upon, there's so much, so much noise in, in there. And, and going back to what we, we mentioned before, I think, I, th I think as well, there's a lot of female trainers in general probably don't really get their message and their knowledge across just because they feel like they have to live up to industry expectations so they don't actually put out any quality content they end up just sharing what we've been speaking about what all the other rubbish that people share and therefore it's the general population who this who are reading this content who are still not learning anything so if we and obviously with what you're trying to do it's great because you're going to educate the people that are putting the information out there to the masses and I'm sure that's what your kind of big goal is, where it can kind of be like a snowball effect of information. If the, the PTs and the fitness professionals are putting out this information to people and it's not a load of rubbish like we're seeing, more and more of the general population will start to know how to train. So I think it's a really good, really good idea. And like I said, my girlfriend, I was quick to guide her in that direction because the unfortunately I, I you know and I, I don't know why this is it'd be great to get your opinion on it but there's not there is not many really female coaches who have this kind of educational platform for female personal trainers that's really with what you're trying to go at where it's quality information is there it's more it's more men from what i from what i see who are developing and creating this stuff for other trainers it's not many women in, who are at the top of the industry giving this information out yeah so i mean it's beyond our industry you know women yeah, beyond yeah yeah definitely you know so as women i think there is an underlying social norm that we are expected to um be followers and when you're a strong female voice and you are a mentor or a leader um, there can be backlash from that. It's not easy. Um, you know, I know for me, and this wasn't because of anything my husband said, but I put his career first for years and I didn't get educated the way I needed to for many years throughout my career. Um, I could have been programming better. I, I, there were things I 
knew I didn't know and I didn't even want to spend the time or the money educating myself because I felt like I wasn't the primary breadwinner. Mm-hmm. And I had to support him because he was the one that was getting us insurance benefits and making the bigger salary and blah, 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 which was a decision we made together. And he would have supported me no matter what. These were things that I told myself. These were stories that I told about who I was in society and in what I could offer in this world. And I think with the, all the stuff that happened for us in trying to get pregnant and then having my son and kind of this decision happened in my brain where I said, enough. Like, why are you telling yourself this, Katie? Why you have a husband who would support you no matter what. Mm. You have family who would support you no matter what. Why don't you go after your dreams and not be afraid to be somebody who can shake it up and not be afraid to be a woman who is, wants to be a leader and is willing to say, that's shit and listen to me instead <laughs> and ruffle feathers. And I'm okay with ruffling feathers. And I want to inspire more women to, to be okay with that and be okay with being wrong and having people call you out. So what, you know, who matters in my life, like 10 people that I surround myself with, like my family, <laughs> my close friends. And so what people on the internet think or whatever, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I remember who I am and I only have one life and I want to make the most of what I can offer to people. And, um, and I think just as women, it's a message that is seen over and over again. It's why we didn't have the right to vote for a long time. It's mm-hmm. why we don't have a, we've never had a female president. It's why CEOs of big companies are usually men. It's why when you go to, um, big, um, conferences, you know, strength and conditioning NSCA, any of those conferences, it's, all men, you know? And so even like, it's funny because we created this female fitness Alliance. And then like the next day, one of the women in it sent me, sent me a post from a similar thing two two separate free kind of educational opportunities, all eight men. And I was like, this is so insane. Like they didn't ask one woman to be on the panel you know, like just to like mix it up. And I was like, it just shows how much this is needed, you know? Yeah. You, you, you mentioned that within your female fitness Alliance, one of some of the notes that I've wrote down here, you put about, obviously a big part of that is looking into getting women moving up the ranks in all avenues of business and fitness more and really empowering these female trainers that you're going to be working with to, to do just that and actually be, be a voice in, in the fitness industry and, 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 and I think it's so important because as a personal trainer myself, and I, I know that the female clients that I work with and things like that, and we obviously we have, so my girlfriend trains men as well, we train, we train everybody, but I think there is, there is a part of women where they want to see other women in the fitness industry with a voice and who are actually ahead of the game, who are joining all the men in these SNC conferences, who are lifting some heavy ass weights on Instagram and moving like an athlete and being, being, a, being a real superhuman, they really inspire them to, to actually see that. So to get more women on that kind of boat will be like, it will be really, really good. And I, I 
think the industry, especially the fitness industry, what we're in is missing that from a female standpoint. And even for myself, just guiding my own girlfriend to, to learn from somebody like yourself and the other girls you've got on the panel will be hopefully a really great thing because I've, I've obviously given other names in the industry, but it is always, it is always men. So for her, she probably feels really like empowered to become a part of it and see what you girls are doing because there is that kind of stigma between, oh, oh, it's all right, me showing her this guy who's doing this or doing that. She's part of her, probably still going to be thinking, oh, well, he's a guy in the fitness industry. He looks jacked. He's going to do well anyway. And me, I'm not going to do well. So I think it's it'll be really it'll be really refreshing for her, hopefully, to to see what you girls are doing and, and help shape what she thinks. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, right now I think we have like 500 people signed up, but I hope that just continues to grow because it creates like a, the, we have like a private group on Facebook and if you click on my website, you can sign up and then I'll send you the link. But the private group is so that there is a community and discussions can start happening and then those women know each other and then those women invite more women and that's what I hope so that it's also just like a safe place to talk about anything we're we're thinking about and or just to ask questions like hey I'm interested in developing this part of my business what do I do like and so we have people like Michelle Boland she's talking about education and how to educate yourself and how to make the most out of what you do know and create a model that works for you we've got um nutritionist um uh pelvic floor or pt um like talking about like rehab to fitness we want to cover all these different gamuts we've got um an olympic at olympic lifter um that has just retired um young woman um alina we've got multiple of these women have successful businesses that they run on their own um and so like how do they do it how did they have to like tune out the inner voice and make decisions in their life that allowed them to get to this place where they could be um, educators and, and mentors in the industry. Um, because I think all of this is teachable. No, none of us just had some like great gift, to, right? Like I said before, I, I, my inner voice sucked before all the stuff <laughs> I went through. And I was telling myself silly things all the time. Um, so I didn't have it. It's like a natural ability. It was something that developed over time with life experience. So I think it's something that is achievable for everybody and it's teachable, just like anything else. All this, no one is like, oh, they're just a genius. And so they're just, you know, if I was like them, then I could do it. No, 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 pretty much everybody can do it is how I feel. It's just allowing the information to be free so women can have that opportunity. And that's the other thing, like there's nothing to lose, come come, you know, take the lectures. They're free. <laughs> you just get good information, right? And um, th that's our hope is really just to keep it out there and keep it moving, keep people asking more people, come on, join us, like, come listen to these lectures. They're awesome, you know? Yeah, will there be a lot of people who can listen to um, this, Katie, who are general population as well? well is it yeah. open for anybody? Will a lot of people Absolutely. learn? Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we will be talking things about um, in relationship to health and fitness, obviously, yeah. but, and even though it is geared a little bit more to like 
professionals, that doesn't mean that the content is not super useful for general population because mm -hmm. everybody has to eat. Everybody needs to know proper nutrition and maybe, and here's the thing, like I try to tell people and my in-person clients who are not trainers, um, I want to educate them on their body too. I want to understand why I'm choosing this programming or why we're doing this weird breathing exercise so that they understand what's happening with their body and then they can have more power over how their body feels when they're not with me. They're only with me a couple hours a week. So I don't have that much impact unless I do educate them, right? Yeah. And so it's absolutely for any woman because the more, even as a general population person, if you have an understanding of what's happening in your own body, you might go, hmm, maybe that, you know, aerobics class isn't the best thing for me. Maybe I need to do this instead because I was listening to what they said and it sounds like just randomly jumping around to get my heart rate up and burn calories isn't really giving me the benefit that I could have, you know? So like yeah. information based in science is going to educate anybody to um, take charge of their own body and what their needs are. Yeah, that was a big reason why I did my podcast. Um, so when people ask me a question or my clients ask me a question, I can direct them to something that within that particular topic, if I've covered it within my podcast, I'll say to them, they'll ask me something about a specific type of training or cardiovascular work and nutrition. And I will literally say I recorded a podcast on this with such a body. Go and listen to it. It's, it's an hour long. You'll learn so much more from them. They're an expert in this field more so than what I am in this field and they go away and they actually come back and they're like, Oh, I learned, I've learned a hell of a lot now. And now I understand the reasons behind why I'm doing things. So it, they can look on Instagram. They can kind of spot the bullshit themselves <laughs> because I've educated them on this. And obviously if you get a lot of people, your clients that you train with in-house general population who are participating and coming along to the female fitness Alliance, they'll be able to spot bullshit for themselves, stop the mates, kind of yes kind of being the the wool pulled pulled over their eyes for other bullshit and then more and more more and more people will start to be a little bit more educated in general just because they're starting to learn more themselves and it's not just coming from us they've got to i always say it if people want to make a change they have to educate themselves to some degree themselves like we can kind of provide them with all this information but they have to go away and and actually understand it and learn about it just like you'd learn about anything in life if you want to get better at it you have to go away i've sent clients like ebooks on understanding calories and just the basics just so they can go away and i say to them just read a chapter every night that's all i want you to do just go away until eventually they can explain it to me so we can then move on and they can learn something else. They can pass this information to all the, the women in the office that they work with because they don't, they don't necessarily know about nutrition and they're, they're, they can then say to them, what you're saying is not right because we know about all the bullshit that goes on with everyone thinking they're an expert in what we do. But if, if someone can quit to say, listen, you're actually wrong, that's not how it works, everyone's going to win and everyone's going to be better from it because then ultimately that whole office of people that 10, 15, 20 people will all start to understand the right, the right things. And then they'll then pass it on to their friends and family. And before you know it, there's hundreds of people a little bit more educated because of the information that may have come from the likes of me and you and other coaches as well. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll get, we'll get rid of all the bathroom selfies really quick. <laughs>
<laughs> I, uh, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get there if you was to kind of set somebody up on their journey where would you kind of prioritize what type of training they should really focus on or even the mindset towards training from a performance standpoint as opposed to a necessarily just looking at a physique standpoint uh, because I know a lot of people that do just focus on a physique standpoint usually have the punishment mindset so they'll be like oh I've eaten a cake today or I best go out on a big run and burn some calories what's what's your advice to some of the women listeners right now with this this whole training concept and what what you think is the best way for them to kind of approach it just like you said, you can't eat a piece of cake and then burn it off in the gym. That's not what the gym should be for you. I think if the gym is a place to find a way to truly strengthen, then that means that we have to understand what position your body is in, what position, and I'm going to try to keep this kind of simple, but essentially if you have um, compensations throughout your body that have altered the way that you move so that certain areas of your body hurt or you have tension or neck pain or back pain, it's not just because the workout was hard and it's gonna go away. It's because your body is using compensatory strategies to try to move. And you've gotta retrain your body how to move and respect its position so that you don't end up with injuries as you get older, because you will if you keep going down that route. And so taking, finding a way or someone who can teach you um, principles of movement that are rooted in how the entire body works will give you longevity in whatever sport exercise you choose to do and will save you so many issues as you get older and you'll be able to function better. You'll be able to continue working out harder. And then the other part of it is resiliency. So doing burpees and, and random exercises to get your heart rate up and burn calories isn't making you a more resilient human. We can do better than that. We can teach people how to lift heavy loads appropriately. Um, we can teach people how to build muscles so that their tissues are resilient to stress levels and um, life stresses. Um, and they'll look good if they do that. They don't have to try to use exercise necessarily to change the way, the way they look. It will be a byproduct of these other things. Um, and so I guess my biggest um, advice would be seek out knowledge from someone who is taking these things into consideration. And there are a lot of people out there. <laughs> and if you join the Female Fitness Alliance, you will meet a lot of them because most of those women that are in there, probably all 500 trainers are offering up quality programs and things that you can sign up for that they can teach you. And so that will respect these um, concepts and make sure that when you are training, you're doing so in a way that will promote real health and um, resiliency and strength in your life. Yeah, when I, when I listened to your podcast on the Rebel Performance, it, it, you, you were mentioning about how you get you, you, your clients to do things where they're doing things to be able to perform and move better. And I, and I do think that is a big missing link, isn't it? With, with all training prescription, especially with what we've covered today online, it's all about booty bands. It's all about build a bigger butt, but it's not about how can I 
jump further? How can I run faster? How can I lift more? How can I be be more aerobically fit? It's all about, you see people training on Instagram and it's all about burn calories. It's not improve your aerobic base and your aerobic work capacity so you reduce your blood pressure, you reduce your resting heart rate, therefore you'll add potentially 10 years to your lifespan. It's, it's, it's not like that, is it? And it's, it's crazy because that is the difference in essence between life and death and that's not sh shared mm -hmm. it really is crazy to think about um you know i never got into the aesthetic part of training ever and i think that's because i had the athletic background it just was never really appealing like in terms of um, going down that route but i have had moments in my life in the past where i had unrealistic goals for what I wanted to weigh or what I wanted to look like. Um, and I think those were at times when I was using exercise to provide. So making my goals about something that I thought would provide me um, happiness. But when I look back, those things never provided me happiness. Mm -hmm being 115 pounds didn't provide me happiness, right? It didn't matter. What makes me happy now is the fact that I am 41 years old and I can do backflips and I can jump around better than I could five years ago, that I can use my body and do whatever I want now. That makes me happy because I don't have pain, because I can play with my son, because I can, um, just decide to go hop on my skateboard or go surf in the ocean or kiteboard or go do whatever I want and I'm not going to hurt myself. Right. And that makes me happy. It truly makes me happy. And, um, I, I wish that for everybody. Really. I really, really wish everybody could experience that. And if you have a good coach, whether it's in person or online, find someone and let them guide you it's an investment in your life. So training can seem very expensive, but even like you're saying, like what you're offering with your podcast is amazing. It's free education for people so they can learn some wonderful things and tools to help themselves and make your body a priority, just like you would your finances, right? Like you have to learn how to manage finances and put money in the bank and what, how you're going to invest it. Like you, and if you don't learn, then you have to pay someone to help you with it, like an accountant. <laughs> so spend some money because your body is everything. And it means so much in your long-term health. And it's worth putting a little bit of time and um, energy into. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've, I've said that. I've, I've said that so many times to my listeners and um, other people in general when they've asked questions about something saying I'm in pain when I do this or I feel like I'm not getting stronger I'm not losing any weight and I say to them you you you'd like you it is you need to invest in someone to help you with this it's I, like I'm rubbish at a hell of a lot of things so if I'm rubbish <laughs> at something like my taxes for example if you mentioned an accountant that's the last thing that I want to be doing. I have no idea what I'm doing when I log on to, to fill out my tax. I'm like losing my mind. And so I, I will pay an accountant to take that stress away from me. So with people's health and fitness as well, it's, it's got to be some form of investment. It's not necessarily saying see a trainer for three times a week paying X amount. It might be 
for example, when do a course with someone like yourself for four weeks or eight yeah. weeks, at least learn something and just put something towards it where you can come out the back end of it with a bit more of an idea of how you can train, how you can structure your nutrition, how you can structure your lifestyle in general. Otherwise, you're just kind of, you're in this rabbit hole of trying all these different workouts and kind of praying for that fitspo you see on Instagram to give you the solution. But deep down there, just trying to make money off vulnerable people like this and not really educate them in the slightest. And I really liked when you mentioned before just then about how you're training towards you look at it as you can still do backflips now and and that's kind of your way of looking at the bigger picture having it just be necessarily focusing on a measurement like scale weight or or your body image it's about performance wise and i've had actually clients say to say to me um i really want to take up say like hiking or even a sport like tennis or something like that and i've said to them like go for it because we can then structure your training towards performance at tennis and they're like oh really well tennis is is that you know is that good for losing weight and i'm like what, what, what are you talking about just because just because you've seen somebody on instagram doing these booty bootylicious exercises are you trying to say that you shouldn't do something you love because you're trying to do what somebody else is telling you to do and not actually doing what you truly believe is is right and i've said to them many times you go and play tennis as much times as you want and we will structure your training around tennis and as a byproduct of that you will actually probably start exercising more you'll start to have a purpose in life where you're getting better at tennis you might you probably will start to lose weight in general so it's a win-win and you're not absolutely losing your mind chasing chasing this body that you've been chasing for 20 years and it's never really happened because you've never really truly found the purpose or trained for performance you've trained for punishment for all your life and it's no wonder you hate training i would hate training if i had that mindset yeah that's such a good point it's it, i mean you have to find something you love it doesn't have to be sports it can be a class it can be a workout you love it's a community as well i mean there's so many aspects that come into it and um, so it's just important to, I will say if you're taking a bunch of random classes, mm. it's still worth it to, to educate and have somebody help you figure out what's going on with your body so you can modify within the class when something doesn't feel right or you feel like it's not the best for your body. So you just at least learn how to manage the classes where the trainers may not have enough knowledge to offer that to you. So as a general population, that's an easy thing you can do. Spend four weeks with a trainer, learning a little bit more about your body. So when you go take all these classes, you know when to say, no, nah, I'm not going to do that like that because Katie told me that if I do it like this, it'll probably be more helpful for my body. Yeah, exactly. It's in investing in something, again, just like, just like you mentioned, from a class perspective, as a lot of people enjoy going to these classes from a community reason, yeah, albeit it might not be the ideal type of training for everybody but at least they can go away and learn from a trainer to get better at that exercise class yep exactly because we don't want to take away from people what they love at all and all mm. movement is better than no movement in my opinion it's yeah. just empowering you to get the knowledge that you need so you can make um, good decisions during the class the other thing about classes is that it's just hard for any trainer to possibly watch 30 people mm -hmm. in a class, right? And be able yeah. to coach them effectively. It just doesn't work like that. 
So you, in terms of like signing up for like Orange Theory or Soul Cycle or any of that, they can't watch every single human. <laughs> it's mm. impossible, right? So you, that is an even more of a reason that you need to understand what's going on with your body so you can make smart decisions. I think more and more people after this COVID-19 Katie might be coming to see more one-to-one trainers and not going to sweaty classes anyway, as, as much anymore. So it might be a win-win for us guys. <laughs> oh God. But I feel for the gym owners so much right now. Like I can't yeah. even imagine having that burden of, um, you know, well, for all people in the service industry, it's going to be really tough if you have that overhead. So um, I don't know, go back and support them because they're going to need it. And, you know, and, and things will go back to normal, but you're right. People are probably going to be a little wary about um, being around one another for a while. For sure, for sure. Definitely. Just before we go, Katie, do you want to just tell the listeners where they can find you? And, 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 and I know you mentioned obviously the female, female fitness Alliance, just give them a heads up on, on that, just to clarify where that is and lead them to your Instagram page or your website, your email. And, um, I'm sure a lot of people after this episode will, I hope I can guide a few people your way from, from hey. listeners to this, because like I say, it is all about guiding them in the right direction and hopefully so they can listen to yourself. <laughs> and then and that, that that's ultimately what it's all about because you can't kind of make everybody do what you say so it's always good to get other people to um chirp up and give some good information so they can maybe listen to somebody like yourself and actually take it on board and make change for once in their life yeah thank you um so i you can find me on instagram it's Clair. no e on the end of that dot fitness and then my website is the same, katiestclairfitness.com. Um, if you go to my website, um, there it, you will see Female Fitness Alliance under the um, at the top, and just click on that, and there's a sign up there. And then once you sign up, I send you a private link to a Facebook group that you can join. There'll be eight presentations. Um, they'll be weekly, and they'll start in two weeks, and um, they're free. I think on Zoom, we're not exactly sure how we're gonna work it because right now we can only take 100 people that can actually ask questions within the chat, but we will figure out a way to stream it and then all of them will be recorded so you can watch them if you can't make it. Um, and then if you are in the Facebook community, you just, that we'll be posting different information, um, like quality information, creating discussion around females in health and fitness. Um, and just trying to give you knowledge that way. And we kind of cover the gamut, like I said, of um, everything from education to nutrition to physical therapy, kind of all realms of health and fitness. And we hope to kind of expand on that more down the line and have guest speakers come on and give us even more information. Um, and then other than that, I mean, I of course offer like one-on-one -on -one training and online training, um, but that's pretty much it. So you know where to find me. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time today, Katie. I really enjoyed that discussion today. Yes. Thank you so much, David, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Fat Fix podcast. And I hope you all enjoyed today's show. If you have not already, please make sure you subscribe and you don't miss out on any future episodes. I also can't stress enough how much it means to me to those that have left me a star rating and written review on iTunes. This will ultimately help me reach more people like you and really help them too. 
So please give me two minutes of your time to do this if you haven't already. Lastly, any shares and mentions on social media is also massively appreciated. I will see you very soon for the next episode. Thank you very much.